wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to understand it. It's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Because it is given unto you. Read on to know the mystery. Mystery, even a mystery. Hit from ages through history. Generations, but now it's made manifest to his saints, the nation. Victory. You're listening to, listening to, listening to mysteries of the now, since Mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. Welcome to Mysteries of the Bible, where the truth is told. I am your host, Mr. Powers, and I would like to introduce my co-host. St. James, how are you doing this evening, Mr. Powers? I'm doing great. How are you, uh, St. James? How's everything going? Oh, man, I'm, I'm doing very good also. So this is, uh, it's... It's always a pleasure, um, and just have to thank our Lord, King and Savior, Jesus Christ, just for the opportunity we get to speak about the truth, to speak about the Word of God uh, to the people who actually um, are endeavoring to learn more uh, about the truth and about the Word of God. That's right. Very well said, St. James, <clears throat> because um, as we have been told, we are ordained. You see us here teaching. We are ordained to teach the Word. We have been trained and taught by the prophet of God, the Father. The God and Comforter, Holy Apostle and Chief High Priest Talzakia, which is the one Saint James that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ prophesied in the Scriptures, that would come. Mm -hmm. He's known as the Comforter, and he will right. be the one to bring all things back into our remembrance, the things that Christ have taught us. So this is why when we teach in this forum and in any other forum and in any other platform, the things that we bring out and the things that we teach cannot be gazed in, cannot be resisted, because this is coming from the Holy God and Comforter, the Prophet of God the Father. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ taught the Holy Ghost and Comforter um, directly. And he in tune taught us um, because he was the one that was prophesied to come, uh, St. James. Yeah, Mr. Powers. And, and you know, that's a, that's a perfect segue because as you so beautifully reminded me uh, just at the last show, right, of how you know, the Holy Ghost and Comforter, Holy Apostle, and Chirisazadaki, right, he laid down the framework. And so we gave us the formula, right? So when you're, when you're addressing things out in the world and the general public, all right, that where people may or may not be familiar with the truth, may not have all the background, the first thing that you have to do is reveal the lie. And once you reveal the lie, right, and then you show the truth behind it. Right, right. And that's, that, that's, that's very well said, St. James. And like you mentioned, the training coming directly from the God's and Comfort, Holy Apostle and Chief of Priest, Saladakia which is the prophet of God, the father sent by Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as it was prophesied in the scriptures that the comforter was to come, which is the God sent comforter, Holy Apostle, Shaykh, Priest, Tadaki. And a lot of people don't realize, <clears throat> you know, we want to say that because you have uh, listeners in the truth and you have people in the world that listen, that we're, we're in this forum right here in, in this radio show and, and dealing with public, we, you know, we have a different way of teaching, just like we have a different way of teaching when we're in the temple. So like you mentioned, we, as taught to us by the gods and comfort, we establish the lie and show you what's being taught out in the world. And then we come with the truth because like the quote of the gods and comfort, Holy Apostle and Chief of Priest is mysteries of the Bible where the truth is told. So once That's we establish right. the truth, St. James, we're going to show you the lie. The lie is going to get automatically smashed because what's going on out there in the world, nothing but lies. And we know that the one that rules is the one that is running all things and teaching those lies, which is who Satan. The world is out there claiming that they are teaching and 
and represent our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But when you start seeing the lies, you see that is actually not true. That is a great deception. It's a, it's, a, it's a master deception going out there on the planet Earth that has nothing to do with God, but have the whole world thinking they follow God, Jesus Christ, which in, in tune, they actually follow Satan. Right. Yes, sir. And, and that's what's, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because um, I don't know if everyone even really understands that, but everything we do is based on scripture, right? You can't, you can't teach like this and be and bring the same thing into the temple of the Lord or the house of the Lord. And so right. Mr. Powers, if you indulge me for one second, can I, can I read one scripture? Absolutely. I think it's, I think it might be a surprise and maybe a little bit of a, a segue uh, into the show topic. We haven't even, we haven't even told him about that yet. Oh, All let's right. read the scripture first and then we'll go into the topic. What scripture is so I can go ahead and get it for you. We're reading out of the King James version of the Bible. Yes, sir. This is Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter and the, and the first verse. Ecclesiastes chapter five and verse one. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. That's the one because like now, when, when you bring it in the house of the Lord, there's a certain way that you have to deal with things and things that we know are negative, things that we know are evil. No, we're not, we're not going to talk about it like that. We're not going to give um, any credence to uh, Christmas and, and all those things that we've already talked about on the show. Right. Because again, like you mentioned, St. James, the focus when is when the focus during the radio show and out there in public is to actually get the ones that God already ordained to come into the truth to come into the truth. So they're going to have to see the truth by manifesting what the lie is and then revealing the truth and then bringing them in. So when you come in, the focus is salvation and getting yourself right. So there's no need to touch on topics like that because they're already not following it once they come right. into the truth. So Yes, sir. Yeah, that's very well said, sir. Yes, it's Ecclesiastes, again, in the King James Version of the Holy Bible, chapter 5, verse 1. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. And so something, what is, when you got to keep your foot, you're supposed to be watchful. You're supposed to be uh, more considerate. Be careful, right? Be careful when you come to the house of God. Why? Read. And be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. Yeah. So, so what is it? What is it letting you know? This is, remember, this is Ecclesiastes, right? Remember, this is this is this is great wisdom that is given to the people of God uh, from our Lord, King and Savior Jesus Christ through King Solomon, who he endowed and he, he who he enabled to be one of the wisest men on the planet. So, this is wisdom coming straight from the wisest man. Uh, taught and given Drake, excuse me, and I can't speak. I'm getting excited and I can't speak now. Mm -hmm. Given directly by our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. All right, uh, read it again, please, sir. Keep not thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. Yeah, so when you come into the house of the Lord, the first thing you're supposed to do is listen, so that be more ready to hear. Than to give the sacrifice of fools. What's the sacrifice of fools? And how do you identify a fool is when they want, when they open their lips. So when you don't know what it is you're talking about, or you have any kind of care or consideration, you know, you just, the first thing you just listen and you take it in and you understand the place that you're in right there, that's a separate place and it has to be dealt with a certain way. That's why, you know, no, we, we don't, we don't go into things like this uh, in the temple. So it's a whole different experience. So if you think you have it, if you think you already familiar because you heard a couple of radio shows, no, 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 please, you know, email us, right, at blogtalk at icgjc.org, right, and make sure you get in contact with us and get more information and ask your questions. This is this is the time, Mr. Powers. Right. Absolutely. Thank you, St. James. That's, that's beautiful. And, and like you mentioned, we actually did a topic from uh, 
a sister that has been emailing us and um listening to the show and you know and being inquisitive and learning the truth so keep doing that keep listening we have listeners all over nationally and internationally keep listening so again we're out here to do what we're out here to establish the truth because this is mysteries of the bible and in the bible it's full of mysteries and we're here to reveal mysteries things that's not commonly known in the world people think they know what the scriptures talk about but you have no idea what the bible is talking about because the word of god is written in a mystery and in order for that mystery saint james to be known as to be revealed to the prophet of god to be able to unveil that mystery and to teach it once it's taught it is crystal clear that that understanding is coming from god and it can be gainsay nor resisted saint james i know that's, that's very beautifully put because when you look at the very last part of verse one Right in Ecclesiastes chapter five, it says, "What for they consider not that they do evil, mm. because people are doing things that they don't even consider to be evil, but right. how God views them in the eyes of God it actually is evil." And Mr. Powers, I just thought that would be a beautiful way to kind of segue uh, right into the topic for for the week, because you know there's 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 a, a celebration coming up that I know that you wanted to speak about, and we have a lot more. Uh, background in this and and this that everyone gets together and then you like how could you not celebrate this this is a right. Right, how can you say how can god say something's wrong about this 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 celebration or this holiday or so-called holiday excuse me I'm, I'm glad you said that um this this is a topic that the gods and comforter um addressed like going back into the early 2000s i mean um which is the day that's coming up this sunday it comes on it comes every second sunday of may of every year and that's known as Mother's Day. And we're going to talk about that because a lot of people are going to say, well, why is it wrong? Or is it wrong to <clears throat> celebrate a day for your mother? Mother's Day, there's something wrong with that. But guess what? The topic is going to be called Mother's Day, whose mother? St. James, Mother's <laughs> Day, whose mother? So you're going to come back and say, well, it's my mother. Well, right. here's the thing. If it's your mother, then why is it not every day? And I'm saying mm. that for a reason, because everything is supposed to be according to the Bible, right, St. James? Absolutely right, Mr. Powers. Yeah, so, I, I would love for you to explain that some more, because that's, uh, wait a minute, because that, because, you know, <laughs> that was going to be the everyone's main catch-all statement. Like, wait a minute, right. no, the Bible says I'm not supposed <clears throat> to honor my mother. How are you going to say something wrong about honoring your mother? Right. Come on. Right. But the question is, why on this particular day, or why during the springtime, because um, what they call Mother's Day in certain areas is called Mothering Day. Um, mm -hmm. in England, it's called Mothering Day. Um, um, is always held in the springtime. Why is that? Why is a day like this? A day like this that you see in the United States, some people might say, "Well, it, it's fairly new because it, it it just became a national holiday in 1914, I believe. Um, it just became a national holiday, you know, under uh." A woman named Jarvis. I mean, do you really think that's the reason why that day is set up? Because if that's the reason why it's set up, then tell me why it's kept in other places at the same time. <laughs> if that's right. the case. If right. it's based off of a woman trying to acknowledge her mother. I mean, really. Right. And, and why was it then that uh, the other places were already celebrated and already had that day established before the holiday in America Absolutely. Was, was started, right? Absolutely. That's, that's a beautiful point, St. James. When you look at what's known as Mother's Day, Mothering Day. Um, this goes back to antiquities, mm. uh, St. James. And when I mean antiquities, I'm not talking about just, I mean, it, it goes back to 
um, before America was set up. Now, when the Puritans came over here, they were not continuing in, in the celebration of the spring festival. It's called Mother's Day, Mothering Day. Mothering Day in English, they stopped that. But then it was picked back up in, in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and made into a national holiday under Woodrow Wilson. Um, he de he declared it a national holiday because of a woman named Jarvis. If you want to attribute that, then you know, attribute that if you want to. But there's an esoteric meaning behind that. Uh, right, it's tricking you. Mm -hmm. um, as the Holy Gospel Comfort, I'm sorry to cut you off, NJ. As the Holy Gospel Comfort taught us, and we're gonna get into that. They're tricking the masses of the people into celebrating what they call this holiday, Mother's Day, and we're gonna get into the origin of this tradition. Um, and before we do that, you want to say something, St. James? No, no, you, you, you definitely covered it well. I was, I was more disagreeing and I didn't want to cut your, your flows, you know, don't, you know, no need to apologize to me. <laughs> I'm paused for cutting off your flow. <laughs> no, no, no. Good. Good. It's, 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 I mean, cause we're dialoguing here. I mean, yeah. people are really, really going to say, why can't it be this day? Well, exactly. Um, yeah. What does the scripture say? Let's go to this, this, this scripture right here. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 21. Okay. Yes, so, sir. Um, very important. So, they, I mean, and, and I'm just going to go into what the world presumes Mother's Day is about. You know, it's supposed to be a day where you honor your mother because you appreciate what she did for you. She raised you up. She birthed you. Um, she took care of you. She loved you. Um, so you want to make her feel special. And you think that by making her feel special that you have to show appreciation for her on this particular day. Or St. James, or wherever you at, if you're in England or throughout the other world, I mean, even in China and Japan, everybody has what they what they claim to be a Mother's Day in honor of their mothers. Um, but where did this come from, and why is this something that's secular, St. James? Why is this something that's majority of them? You got some people that do it in the winter time, um, but you got the majority of them that keep it during the springtime. Uh, St. James, why is this something that's kept secular? Why is this something that could be traced in antiquities, St. James? And where is this um, tradition, a commandment from God in the Bible? It's a lot of right. questions I put out there. Yeah, because so because <laughs> if and so yeah, no, you you definitely did so. So if if I can um, even try to uh, to summarize even a little bit, right? It's just. Of all the days and times that you could have this one day, why is it universally or or commonly held at this one specific period of time? Right. right? Because that's that's very central to the question that you pose, right? Is well, whose mother? Right. Because right. you know, why not your mother's birthday? Well, what if right. your mother was born in the winter time or whatever? Like, what right. is where does this really go back to, and what is where's the source of it? So you can identify, you know, the negativity as a result. Right, because a lot of people, you know, the majority of the people in the world don't even realize that where this tradition comes from. And it's very mm -hmm. important that if you are a believer in God, claim to be a believer in God, that you will want to know this. You will want to know the truth. You will want to know if you're following in the right path. You will want to know, St. James, if you're headed to the road to salvation. I'm saying that because you know, that's going to be coming up soon. You know, it is what you're doing. Mother's Day. Is this the road to salvation? It's keeping this day actually going to lead you into salvation is honoring your mother on this particular day and during this particular time period is this something that's going to benefit you right in the long run um spiritually with god let's go to first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 21 yes sir 
I got it when you're ready. I'm ready. Right, it reads, prove all things. See that? Read it again, please. Prove all things. Right. So this is a commandment in the scripture. It says, prove all things. What have you been doing, um, St. James? Every statement that we make is not a blanket statement. It's not a statement that we mm -hmm. made up. But everything that we do, once we establish the lie out there, we go back into the scriptures and show you what is supposed to be done. We That's go right. back to the scriptures and tell you what God told us, what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ commanded us to do. And if you believe in Jesus Christ, just like we mentioned in previous shows, the scriptures is supposed to be your guide, not your pastor. Right. Yep. Because you have, um, I just want to mention this, you have even among certain um, denominations where they have Mother's Day Mass. <laughs> St. James. <laughs> Mother's Day Mass. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, they just it's all it's all a mess of confusion. So it's just, it's yeah. So I mean it just, it just I mean, I'm sorry, second, it just shows no. so much. Like even just last like last time, you know, supposedly, right, a lot of people that want to identify Jehovah's Witnesses being like the ones that, that know the most about the Bible and so called right. Christianity. And I think we more than clearly showed they don't know what the hell they're talking about on the last Absolutely. show. Uh so I mean, come Absolutely on, man. Correct. Absolutely correct. Um, and, and is it a, is it confusion or is it by, you know, deliberately? Is it by deception? Right. Is it something more sinister? Right? I like Thank you. With that word, nice. right? Is, is, nice. is, it, is, it, is there something that's more sinister about this plan or is it just right. a coincidence? <laughs> right. Is it a coinky thing? <laughs> right. Yeah. So let, 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 let's go into this. Let's talk about this. This is another scripture I want to go into, um, to show you something because very important that you understand that the scripture says prove all things. What is one of the things that we want to prove? We want to prove that Satan deceived the whole world. And what does Satan deceive the whole world with? Let's go into that. Let's go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. What does Satan deceive the whole world with? So the scripture says, prove all things. What are we going to prove? St. James, we're going to prove that the whole world is under Satan's deception. And if you're under Satan's deception, please tell me what part of what you believe in is not under Satan's deception. How about right. that? Yeah, where's, <laughs> where's the distinction? Where do you draw the line? <laughs> right, right. And, and and what what are you using to draw the line with? Right. right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, is your background, how you came up, you know, what, what your nana said, what you know, what what pop pop, you know. <laughs> you know, what they broke down with your oral history and transition, or are you getting it directly out of the word of the Lord? Right, because this is gonna lead into Mother's Day and what is what is what is Mother's Day actually dealing with? So um again the scripture says in First Thessalonians five twenty one it said prove all things. Um, so one of the things that we want to prove, St. James, is that Satan deceived the whole world. So if Satan deceived the whole world, then what part of that deception is not, you know, are these religious institutions, these, these so-called traditions, are, is, is that part of God's uh, uh, things you're supposed to follow, or is that part of Satan's deception? Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. <clears throat> and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil so no no that's great I'm, I'm sorry say, read that one more time please i cut you off yes sir uh and the great dragon was cast out that so old that great, that great dragon i'm sorry that great dragon is talking about satan himself also known as lucifer he was cast out of heaven um now he was not cast out of heaven the way the world teaches you saint james they say that he was a he was one of the most best angels he was the greatest angels because he was jealous of god he no no that's not what he's talking about um, he was cast out because he was talking negative about God's chosen people. He was known as the accuser of the brethren. And he used to be able to 
be amongst the council of the righteous and listen to what's going on. So what did God do eventually? He cast him out of heaven. That doesn't mean that he was a good angel. God, Satan was always created to be evil. So let's read that again, please. And the great dragon was cast out. Read on. That old serpent. So stop. It says that old serpent. Now, what is that doing? That's identifying who that serpent was in the beginning. Another lie that they have out there. I'm just going to throw it out and I have to mention it, St. James, because we have the truth. We reveal mysteries. So we always going to be revealing mysteries. People think that in the beginning with Adam and Eve, there was actually a physical serpent that was talking to them. And they have no clue that that's the Lord speaking in a language that's only meant for the prophets of God to understand and to be revealed by the prophet of God. That old serpent is referring to Satan. So that serpent that was there in the beginning, deceiving Eve, and Eve got to Adam, is actually Satan. Okay, the reason why it's called a serpent is because it's identifying um, the characteristics of Satan, which is like a serpent, which is sly, he's cunning. He's not obvious, St. James. Mm -hmm. That's how he comes at you. So this is, and why am I saying that? Because the whole world is thinking they follow Jesus Christ. They, they don't understand that it's not obvious. That what you're doing is actually worshiping Satan. <laughs> That's right. Yep. So uh, unless you want to say something, we're going to continue on, St. James. Now let's go, sir. Okay. And the that great dragon, mm -hmm. all right, uh, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So who are we talking about here? We talk about the devil, we talk about Satan. Same, same individual, same character. Now, what he what did he do on the planet Earth? Read on. Which deceiveth the whole world. You see that he did what? Read it again. <laughs> Which deceiveth the whole world. So Satan deceived the whole world. Now, what did he deceive the whole world with? Was it one plus one equals two? No, that's not what it's talking about. He deceived the whole world about God. He deceived the whole world thinking, hey, you, you could be a God, just like he did with Eve in the beginning. He actually has you, he actually has the world worshiping him, having you think that you're actually worshiping God. There's other scriptures that tell you that Satan's ministers transform themselves into the ministers of God. And that Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So he has the world thinking that he's a good person, that he's mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. But in actuality, it's Satan in disguise. Now, why is that important? Because the majority of the world, the, the biggest religion is, is, is Christianity and Islam. And they, they, they all mention Jesus Christ. But in actuality, are you following Jesus Christ? You're going to find out that you're under that deception. So, um, again, let's read it one more time, please. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Yeah, so Satan deceived the whole world. So when you look at certain traditions that set up, and you ask yourself why these traditions are being set up, as we have continued to show you, and will continue to show you, that these traditions is actually in honor and in, and in worship of Satan and the gods that Satan set up. The dead, you know, people call it demigods and different things of that nature. People that set themselves up as gods on the planet Earth. Those gods that you worshiping is actually worshiping Satan. How do we know that? What did God say about God? Let's go to Psalms chapter 96, verse 5. What did God say about that? Because you're going to find out that a lot of these traditions, St. James, could be a tribute to a god or a goddess. Right, yeah, that there are no gods. Right, there are no gods. Let's see, what did God say about that? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 96, and let's read verse 5. Yes, sir. For all the gods of the nations are idols. Read that one more time. For all the gods of the nations are idols. Yes, yeah, so let's establish that. For all the gods of the nations are idols. So when you when we start showing you that these traditions actually go back to 
an ideology that goes back to the worshiping of a god those gods are idols they are not god the true and living god is who our lord and savior jesus christ read, read it one more time please for all the gods of the nations are idols are idols read on but the lord made the heavens but who the lord made the heavens but our lord and savior jesus christ he's the true God, he's the king of heaven and earth. He made the heavens. He's the one that created all things. All these other gods that you want to attribute creation to and different things, of, uh, you know, water, fire, whatever you want to attribute to these false gods, they are not gods. What are they? They are idols. So now let's get into, uh, unless you want to say something, St. James, we're going to get into Mother's Day real quick. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, let's go, sir, because I don't want to take us anywhere off. Remember today, we said we we're going to be focused. We we're going to be focused, and we want to stay right there. So let's do it. You got it, Absolutely. sir. Absolutely. So again, so what, what is Mother's Day about? They, it's a, a tradition, a tradition that's going back, that has an ideology that goes back to the worship of a goddess. Um, so reestablishing what the lie is. Um, is this something that you're supposed to do? Is Mother's Day a day that you're supposed to be honoring your mother? What did the scriptures say? We have to go back to the scriptures, okay? Because the scriptures is our guide. What does the scripture right. say about honoring your mother and honoring your father? Let's go to the book of Exodus chapter 20, and let's read verse 12. And it's like, surely they're not going to talk about that. Surely they're not going to say anything <laughs> wrong with that. Right. Uh, but it's it's all about what it's about, a point of understanding, right? Right. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother. Read it again. Honor thy father and thy mother. And somebody might come back and say, see, that means Mother's Day. Well, that's not what the scriptures say. <laughs> that's not wait, wait a minute. Read that. Wait, wait, what did it say that? I mean, it doesn't say Mother's Day. Right. Right. It says, honor thy father and thy mother. So are you supposed to honor them? Yes. You are supposed to honor your father and you are and you are supposed to honor your mother. But what does the commandment say? Let's continue reading. Honor thy father and thy mother. Read. That thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Right. So when you so the, there's only one problem with Mother's Day. That the commandment that God gave us is that you're supposed to honor your mother and your father all the days of your life. Okay. You don't need a special day. St. James aside, where you want to tell your mother that you love her. You don't need a special day aside where you want to uh, take your mother out to eat and give her flowers and, and buy her cake and, and be appreciative for the things that she did or has done to you while you grew up and she nursed you and cared you, as is the commandment from God that a mother is supposed to do. She's a, she did this every day of your life. But the scriptures clearly tell you that you're supposed to honor her when? Every day. You could do this every day. And if you're not honoring your mother every day, you're not keeping the commandments. Why do you need a special day, St. James, to actually honor your mother? A day that's set up by man, by set up by tradition, that has an esoteric and sinister, like you said, St. James, sinister meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. God is actually telling you that the commandment is, this is, this is what, this is the fifth commandment, St. James, honor your father and your mother. You're supposed to right. honor all the days of your life, St. James. And, and and just to show, Mr. Powers, just to show just, just briefly how how sinister it is, is you will have kids not listening to their parents, 
cursing out their parents. Mommy, I hate you. You're not done nothing. Right. Nah, 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 nah. Like just treating their parents um like like garbage. And then, you know, they want to go ahead and get, you know, maybe some flowers. And they can, oh, mom, you're so special. I love you. Like, what a minute. Wait, wait a minute. It says, right. honor thy father and thy mother. You just treat them like dirt the whole year. And one day you think it makes up for that? I mean, come on. I mean, this is where this is where I think in the listening audience starts to pick up like, you know, there's something, there's something's a little fishy with this here. Right. Exactly. Because and, and that's the first commandments to children. Right. Uh, St. James, that you're, supposed exactly. to honor, you're supposed to honor your, your mother. You're supposed to honor your father and your mother. That's the first commandment to children. We have commandments all over the scriptures. And, and the ones that we're reading right here, honor thy father and thy mother is actually the fifth commandment. But when you're a child growing up, according to the orders of God, the first commandment is to, to children is to honor your father and your mother. They are your first teachers. They're the ones that's going to raise you up in the word of God until you become a young man and become a young woman and have your, um, in the world called Bar Mitzvah, which is really known as Ban Matazawab, the son or the daughter of the commandment. Okay, and you're ready to come in, and be a young woman and a young man in the eyes of God and keep learn the commandments and keep the commandments. But again, this is something that's given to children. So why why, are you, why do you have one day set up to do this? And where is that coming from? What's the origin of that? Why has this tradition been here in antiquities? Why is it still being kept now? Like These are all these questions you're supposed to be asking yourself. Why do I have to wait for the second Sunday in America, in the United States, the second Sunday in in uh in May to give honor to your mother when God is clearly telling you it's supposed to be every day of your life? So your life may be prolonged. That means if you don't do this, St. James, if you don't honor your mother, if you don't honor your father, your days on the earth is not going to be long. Like you mentioned, you're cursing out your mother every day, but then you have one day that's really not your, not for your mother mm -hmm. to, give, to give her honor. I mean, your days are not going to be long upon the earth. That's that's a clear statement made from God. Mother's Day, whose mother? <laughs> is it your mother right. that's supposed to be the, um, acknowledging that day? Or is there another esoteric meaning behind that? To get the answer to that, we have to go back to the Bible. We have to go back to ancient history. Um, I want to read, unless you want to say something, St. James? No, sir. No, you got it. I want to read a definition out of the encyclopedia. Yes, just sir. To give you, just to give you an idea that, you know, the stuff that we're saying, we this is not stuff that we make up. <laughs> this is stuff that you can find in antiquities. And, and it's right there, right smack in your face. And people have no idea that what they're doing is actually a tradition that's going back to uh, cultic customs, and is, 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 it all goes down to worshiping Satan. Saint right. James. I want to I want to read this um, definition in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Everybody knows about the Encyclopedia Britannica, very well known encyclopedia. Um, and this is the 1933 edition. And when you look up Mother's Day, right, you're what, not gonna find it Wikipedia. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> 1933, um, the reason why I'm giving you that year and that date of that encyclopedia is because, again, throughout, like St. James mentioned, throughout the process of time, things to ch things change. And the more ancient you go, the, the more um, uh, a accurate. Uh, accurate, thank you, that's the word I'm looking for, accurate definition you get. But throughout the process of time, as Satan comes in and starts washing everything away, um, you ain't going to find such a, um, there's another definition. I was looking for this definition, um, and I asked the producer to look 
in his encyclopedia, he said that that definition was garbage. So again, it goes to show you. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to show you it, it changes throughout the process of time. But this one is from the Ency Encyclopedia Britannica from 1933. And this is the definition for Mother's Day. Pay attention very closely. It says mm -hmm. this. A festival derived from the custom of mother worship. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. A festival derived from the custom of mother worship in ancient Greece. Okay. And, and it mentions the ceremonies. Um, it mentions who those gods are. But not only ancient Greece. It also mentions Rome. So ancient Greece and Rome. Um, to uh, 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 an idol called Rhea, which is known as the great mother of the gods, and also Sybil. So you had in Rome, and then you had in ancient Greece. And I'm only going back that time. You can go for we gonna go we what we gonna do, Saint James. We are gonna go back to the beginning, the origin of this tradition. So this is showing you, and, and they said this is kept in March throughout Age Minor. Again, this is also known as a spring festival. Okay, so this is the worship of 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 uh, a spring uh, goddess who's acknowledged and, and worshipped during the spring in Rome and Greece and in India and in Medo Persia and Egypt. All these things, this tradition goes back all the way back to antiquities, and it's a very old tradition. Okay, how old is it? it goes back all the way back to the beginning of this world. Mm. I think, James. This is why I said we have to go back to the history of the, of the Bible. Um, and I mentioned it before, and I'm going to briefly just give you a brief history of it. But it goes back to mother uh, mother goddess worship, a uh, spring goddess worship. Um, it also goes into um, what people hear as mother nature. Everybody's heard that term, St. James, mother yeah. nature. Again, attributing it to a, a goddess or a god. Um, so this is where all that stems from. So Mother's Day is not nothing new, okay? It's, it's, it's very old. In England, it's called Mothering Day. Okay, you even have um, um, Mothering Day in Catholicism, which was made an actual day in the early 1500s by the Pope. But the Pope at that time, and they had the Mothering Day, and they had what's called Mother's Mass. All that's being attributed to the occult and to um, um, this ideology that they're following. So, again, this is stuff that we're not making up. This goes back thousands of years. Yes, sir. And, 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 and so you, because you, you just, you just let, a whole lot of information <laughs> come out, but not. I think some of it may have missed because, like, you basically just called in a question with, like, they said Mother Nature. Now, right. wait a minute, so you mean like storms and all the other stuff and everything else that they attribute out as more Mother Nature is angry. Yes, it right. all comes, it all goes back to that. And that right. should, that should definitely get your wheels turning. It's like, well, wait a minute. Right. So, if there's no such thing as Mother Nature, that means that right. that's God, the one that's doing all these things. And then, yes, why? It is. Why, how is this how is this all peace and love and God that they talk about in the world? How are these storms coming from him? Right. Like, there's, there's all I mean, so that's a whole nother topic. I just wrote it down. So I was like, man, that, that would actually be a good show topic, maybe for later. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Show you where that that the, that the earthquakes and the storms and everything is coming from God. They try they try to attribute that to mother, to mother nature. Right. They also they also call the earth mother earth, you know, different things in that. But that's all going back to that ancient tradition of of worshiping this um what they call mother goddess um again, right. it, was, it was being followed in greece it was being followed in rome and Gre um, uh, uh, greece adopted it from egypt egypt adopted it from mesopotamia going all the way back to the time of the tower of babel um why is that important that we go back to the history of the bible because 
just going to mention it. If you haven't heard it already, go back to our previous shows and, and we gave you the origin of a lot of these traditions that came about. And it started from um, a man named Nimrod. Nimrod was, again, the son of one of the sons of Cush. Cush was a son of Ham. Ham is one of the three sons of Noah. You have Japhet, Shem, and Ham. Those were the three sons of Noah. And those three sons, Noah, Noah's wife, those three sons and their wife, they repopulated the earth. They replenished the earth. They, they're the ones that survived the flood. God destroyed the first earth. This is why I said it got to go back to the beginning of our 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 earth, the way it was started, because the earth was destroyed one time, King James, and it was destroyed right. because of wickedness and mm -hmm. people were worshiping idols and worshiping gods, all those things starting from the time of what Satan did, that old serpent did with Eve, causing sin, all that. And then the sons of Cain and different things of that nature, you know, their influence in, in, in creating idols and setting up the, the worshiping of different idols, all that caused and all that evil and fornication and wickedness same thing you see going on today st james that's why i'm mentioning that it has come yeah. back even worse but that caused god to bring judgment on the earth and then he saved noah and their three sons um through uh noah's ark and the lord brought punishment and judgment in the form of a flood so when they went and we started repopulating the earth um, they started actually becoming nations. When you read Genesis the 10th chapter, let's just read Genesis the 10 and let's just read verse 1 on down to 5 just to show you that they started repopulating the earth. And this is how these people became nations. Nations um, started migrating and becoming, um, you know, renowned. So we go to Genesis 10 real quick and let's just show you that verse 1, 1 through 5. Yes, yeah, and it's real quick, Ms. Bowers, and just to remind everyone, and, and you already... You're just getting much more specific now about where this came down from because we already showed them in Revelations 12 and 9 about right. what the ultimate origin is. Is it all goes back to the devil? That's right. <laughs> so now, That's right. So, so now, now you're just being detailed and going through. All right. Well, this is the channel that the devil is flowing through. Right. Right. These Correct. are the wicked guests that, are, that now establish what we now and celebrate today as Mother's Day. Correct. Absolutely. Um, let's go to Genesis chapter 10 and let's read verse one real quick, and then we're going to jump. Real quick, just just brief brief you through it. Um, Genesis ten and one. Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah. Right. So these are the generations of the sons of Noah. So again, like I mentioned, those three sons started having children. Okay, they started to replenish the earth after the flood. Go ahead. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So and these are the progenitor of what's known today as the Gentiles and the people that started repopulating the earth after the flood. So everybody, so I just want to say this because the, the people try to say new new nations are born in the earth. No, new nations are not born in the earth. Everybody comes from a nation. And this is the origin of those nations. In Genesis the 10th chapter, you start, you can identify every person on the planet Earth by going back to Genesis the 10th chapter. There's a line that goes back to these three sons, which are the sons of Noah. So everybody that's on the planet Earth right now, St. James, comes from one of the sons of Noah. Okay. Right. That's right. Yep. Let's continue reading where we're at. Uh, middle of verse 1. Read on. And unto them were sons born after the flood. And unto them were sons born after the flood. So again, like I mentioned, it's giving you a, a briefing of what happened after the flood. Um, Is that the end of verse 1? That's correct, yes, sir. Let's read verse 5 real quick. By these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands. Right, so again, so these these... 
sons of Noah eventually started to um, migrate. They started occupying the Isles of the Gentiles. Um, a lot of these are Gentiles that we're talking about because out of all those lines that was coming out of these different sons, there was one line that was chosen. And that line eventually led to Abraham's line, which led to um, Isaac and then Jacob and then Jacob's sons, which became known as the 12 tribes of Israel, which is what the whole Bible is about, the children of Israel. Those are the chosen people of God. But nevertheless, I'm showing you that they started migrating, started uh, populating the earth. They started replenishing the earth. And out of the son of Cush, which came out of the son of Ham, um, one of the sons of Cush came Nimrod. Again, we mentioned Nimrod's name, which means rebel or let us rebel. He started becoming a wicked, wicked. Uh, he started uh, ruling the planet Earth. Um, St. James, he was wicked. He pledged allegiance to Satan, St. James. He knew mm -hmm. what had happened to his forefathers during the flood. And one of the things that he vowed to do was to get vengeance against God for what was done to his forefathers. He wanted to build a tower because he knew that if they continued to be wicked, they wanted to be wicked, St. James. They wanted to build a tower to go up into the heavens to come up against God, to be prepared to fight against God. And to try to withstand um, if God comes back with another flood to bring judgment. Because the reason why God, the reason why God brought that judgment in the first place is because they was being wicked. So that gives you an indication, unless you know they wanted to continue to be wicked, St. James. So as a result, they said, this is how we're going to prepare when God comes and brings judgment, St. James. Yeah, and it's and it's wonderful you bring up that point because remember, as as we've been taught by the Holy God and Comfort, Holy Apostle, and Chief Rabbi right? That's that's the first instance now where you see right. Satan's to start put his plan into effect. Where now right. there's a reliance on what on technology. See, now people would, would not think about it and look at those bricks. Um, that bricks was actually ancient technology. How do you make and form a brick that that they thought would withstand this? Because they knew that the stones and all that 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 those were already wiped out by the flood. So now they wanted to have something that was going to withstand the strength of time. Yeah, it was, it was, yes, sir. Again, uh, that's so much amazing information. If you haven't heard it, go back to, um, I believe it's the Christmas special where we actually went into um, the origin of Christmas and show you that that's actually going back to Nimrod and the worshiping of Nimrod. And yeah. how he was the one that set up... Um, um um different uh ideologies at that time so now why is why am i mentioning that because his wife is the one that mother's day has been in in observance of when i said mother's day whose mother talk about that mother okay she's known as samaramus she's the wife slash mother of nimrod okay Again, if you haven't heard that, I mean, you've heard the name Samaramus. People call themselves Samaramus. There's a lot of people that name themselves like that because this is a a, a character that's very well known, St. James. Um, very well known in history. Very well known in antiquities. When Nimrod set up his kingdom, they set up a lot of things. One of the things that they set up is Easter. Easter mm -hmm. is also Samaramus, okay? Or was known as Easter, okay? She's known by many different names. Uh, Samaramus is one of them. She's known as Ishtar, Astereth. Astereth eventually becomes, uh, was known as Easter. I mean, she goes by many names. And when you go back into antiquity, St. James, she's known as the goddess of a thousand names. Mm. <laughs> because there's so many names that are attributed to her. And right. what was taking place that she set up these things to worship, to be, to, to worship her, to worship her son. 
Um, she's also the moon. When people worshiping the moon, back in ancient times, they're worshiping the sun. That's being attributed to her. That's being attributed to Nimrod. Again, these things were started right back during that time. This is why it's important that we we're going back to the origin of where it started. It started right after the Tower of Babel. He was right. setting up his kingdom, and he he had, it, it wasn't known as the Tower of Babel at that time. It was the area that he had set up was known as the Gate of God, because you know everybody was going to eventually worship him as God because he said he's going to take out the real God. So everybody right. would be worshiping him. So that became known. That area became known as the Gate of God. But it 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 trans it became defined as the Tower of Babel, uh, because God confused all the languages at that <laughs> time. Because I'm sorry, you was gonna say something. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying it's it's just amazing of how I mean even just going back into this right, it just shows you so much information because right, you know, Satan is not smart. I mean, in terms of he's not, he's not genuine. He's, he doesn't have the original ideas, right? He takes right. he takes it and he, re, he rinses and repeats it and tries to take elements of the truth and then try to make his version of it. So, right. you know, what is it that you see that's going on? on now? That you see this is one individual that's saying you don't need God. Like you can live how you want to live, do what you want to do, right. and everything's going to be all right. You know, this is how right. we're going to live. We're going to be successful. And what do you hear nowadays? I mean, who's, who's really talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, except for right. the Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ. Right. And, and and it's amazing you said that. I'm glad you brought out that point. Be beautifully well said, uh, St. James, because that's the same way they're talking today. <laughs> they're talking the same way because Satan does what? Satan has brought back his plan. That plan that he had set up during the time of the Tower of Babel where, where all nations was together and they were one. Mm -hmm. and there, was, there was one against God. Right. They, they they all becoming one again against God. And even when you're in these religious institutions, you're not really following God. You're following Satan. So he's coming through deception. Um, you know, he he he's having you think that you, you don't have to rely on God, rely on technology. But nevertheless, what did God do? He 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 intervened and he stopped that plan at that time. So mm -hmm. but they had these um ideologies, these customs already set up. And this is how we're going to start to go into the history of it, St. James, because once God calls everybody to speak different languages, whatever spoke, whatever language made sense to them, if me and you started speaking the same dialect, because everybody was speaking one at that time, they were speaking ancient Hebrew. He caused the languages to be broken up and everybody started speaking different languages. Whoever understood each other, they went off and became those nations and those different areas and that area became a culture. But what they took mm -hmm. with them, St. James, very important, what they took with them is that same ideology that they had created at that time, which is the worshiping of Samaramus and the worshiping of Nimrod. This is why you can go into these different cultures, St. James, and see very much similarities. You'll see Isis and Osiris in Egypt, and you'll see Mithra and, and Mesopotamia and and in, in Greece, you'll see Rhea and Sybil, you'll see Rome, and different things of that nature. And it's all attributed to who? Samaramus, because they took that same ideology into that different area and it, they just started putting their version of it, if I could say it like that, St. James. But we're going right. to go into the scriptures and show you because you got some people that say, um, well, um, you know, I, I hear what you're saying and, you know, go back to antiquities, but, um, you know, that's that woman, Samaramus, that's fictional, that was not a real person. Well, guess what? She's in the scriptures, okay. Mm. She's in the scriptures. Like I mentioned, she's known as the goddess of a thousand names. She's in the scriptures. Okay, we're going to read about her. Let's go to 1 Kings 
chapter 11, verse 33. Because again, what am I showing you? That when that when those things started breaking off during the Tower of Babel, started going to different cultures, different nationalities. They started worshiping the same ideologies that they was worshiping during the Tower of Babel. And we're going to show right. you examples of that. And even the children of Israel, St. James, got caught up in that and caused God's anger and judgment to come upon the children of Israel for worshiping this woman. So let's let, let's go to um first Kings chapter eleven, verse thirty-three. Yes, sir. And just and as we go and get there, actually, as as I, I go and get there and already have it, you know, just other historical evidence that goes to show you that these things actually happened this way, exactly as Mr. Powers is going through them. Um, is what do you see? You see uh, the history of the flood in many different cultures. So why right. is that? How did they all get that? Because it all came right. from those three. Right, right. It came from the Tower of Babel. When they broke up, they had that story. Right, perfectly said, St. James. But they, again, they try to call it a great deluge. But like you mentioned, every culture that you go to, they have um, their version. I want to say their version because they, they it changed throughout time. They right. had their version of the flood, but nevertheless, they do have a version of the flood. That came from, that came from when the sons of Noah and eventually the language is being broken up and they kept those stories and started changing a little bit throughout time St. James. but they have that they have right. that history amazing um but you exactly. can get it right here from the, get it right here from the scriptures i'm sorry st james yes yeah, so and no, i got you right here first kings 11 verse 33 so let's let's show you that she's actually in the scriptures and let's show you that this is the same person that you're actually worshiping in mother's day mother's day whose mother samaramus what's another name for her let's read about it first kings 11 verse 33 because that they have forsaken me and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians. So you see that because they have forsaken me. Who do they forsake? The children of Israel here forsook God, went against God, and did what? And have worshipped Ashtoreth. Who's Ashtoreth? That's Samaramus. Or Samaris, however you want to pronounce it. Samaramus. This is the same person. That Mother's Day is about celebrated throughout the whole world, under throughout different cultures, different nationalities. Mothering Day, Mother's Day, whatever you want to uh, uh, address it, it is going back to Samaritans, which was set up all the way back to during the time of right after the flood, right before um, God separated the languages during the Tower of Babel. Let's read it again, please. Because that they have worshipped. Excuse me, because they have forsaken me and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidonians. Read on. Chemos, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to Stop. do that. Read that part again. And have what? And have not walked in my ways. Right, and have not walked in God's way. So you thinking you following something, you think that you're actually doing it in God's way. Okay, very important. The scripture is clearly showing you here that you have an example of people worshiping something that is not in the way of God, but forsaking God. And they have done that which was, they have not walked in God's way. Read on. To do that which is right in mine eyes. Read on. And to keep my statutes and my judgments as did David his father. Right, but see, you think that you're actually following you think that Mother's Day is something that you're supposed to keep. You think that Mother's Day is actually something you're supposed to do. You have Mother's Day Mass. Like, where is that in the scriptures? 
Okay. Right. Now, what does God say about that? What does God say about doing things your way? Go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 2. Go to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 2. Let's see what God said about that. Because they, they're doing things and it's not in the way of God. You out there thinking you celebrating Mother's Day. That's, that's the name of the topic. Mother's Day. Whose mother? It's not your mother. It's Asterith or Astar or Ishtar or Samaramus. Same person. And you think you're doing things in the way of God because you think you're going to church on Mother's Day Mass. Let's see what God said about doing things your way and not according to God's way. Not according to God's commandment, but actually through tradition. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. You see that when it says man is covering both man and woman because woman comes out of man. So it says man is covering man and woman. Okay. Um, read it one more time. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man. Yeah, there's a way that seems right to you. You think that following Mother's Day and observing Mother's Day, you think that's right. You think because you acknowledge your mother for the things she did to you and for raising you up that you want to take a day that's set up by man through tradition, through ideology that's going back to the occult. Um, you think that that day is okay to celebrate. That, that, that way seems right to you. But what did God say? There's a way that's seems right unto a man. Now, what's the end result of that? Read. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Yeah, that, that way is going to lead you to death. Because that way is actually following a false God. And not, and not worshiping the true and living God. Huh. You're, not, you're not worshiping our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because there's no commandment in the scriptures to celebrate Mother's Day on the second Sunday of May. Or whenever you set it up in the springtime, um, depending where you're located, there's no scripture that tells you you're supposed to do that. Find me the scripture in the Bible that tells you to set up this day and dedicate this day to Mother's Day, to mothers. Where is that at? Right. Yeah, to all mothers. To all mothers. <laughs> when the scriptures tell you it's supposed to be every day. Not a day set up by man. That has, I love that word, St. James, a sinister meaning behind it an esoteric mm -hmm. agenda behind it they're tricking you as the holy gospel couple taught us when he did this class many decades ago they're tricking you into worshiping samaramus which is worshiping satan because nimrod and samaramus they have pledged their allegiance to satan and they made themselves gods demigods it was an archetype back then it was worshiped as gods but they're not gods so let's read it again, please. This is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Yeah, that's going to lead you into death. So let's, let's, let's show you that Samaramus is all throughout the scriptures and the things that was being done in worshiping her, which is what's being done today. When you celebrate Easter and you think that you celebrating Easter in these churches, you're not celebrating Easter what the scripture defines it as that because that's really Passover. You're, you're worshiping Asterith, Aster, Samaramus. Let's give you more uh, um, um, examples of that of the scripture in the scriptures. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter seven, seven verse eighteen. Yes, sir. The scriptures cover everything. So, again, and we show you the history. Again, what was the definition in the encyclopedia? It is a festival. 
and this is done in the springtime, derived from the custom of mother worship. Same game. Mm. And that goes all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, whose mother? Whose mother? <laughs> exactly. Mother's Day, whose mother? Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 18. Read that. The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven. You see that? <laughs> to make cakes to the queen of heaven. Read on. And to pour out drink offerings unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Look at that. That they may provoke me to anger. So if you're one of the children of God, and you're actually doing these things, because this is this is also done to asterisk and to these other gods, to make these dough and make these cakes to the queen of heaven and satan is a plagiarist okay that title queen of heaven there was there was a, there was a uh trying to um how do i say it saint james not address but they were trying to attribute that's yeah, what i'm looking for attribute yeah. that name to sam Ramis. that name don't belong to her because satan is a plagiarist just like she took the title of calling herself a virgin she claims that the rays of the sun came on her and she gave birth to Sam. That's a bunch of crap. Okay. But what they didn't know, because God declares the end from the beginning, what they didn't know is they knew the prophecy that a Messiah was coming, St. James. And they knew mm -hmm. that a Messiah would eventually was, was going to come to save the children of Israel. And that, that that's all the way back in Genesis, the third chapter, that it will be through the seed of a woman. They knew that. So she tried to claim that because Satan, Satan is a plagiarist. He, he tried to copy, he's a copycat. He tried to do what God does. So, she right. to be. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, and yeah, and just just in case that you know everyone's not as familiar with the scriptures as they're supposed to be, remember that in Genesis the third chapter it does come before right. the flood. So just it's right. historically accurate. That's right. That's right. Thank you. So they knew just like they knew the stories of what happened with Cain, the stories of what happened with um, um how God destroyed the flood because that was one of the things that Nimrod said. He knew the stories of what happened to his forefathers. So he pledged to avenge himself against God. Just like he knew that story, they knew the other stories. They knew the prophecies of there was going to be a Messiah that was going to be born through a virgin. This is why you go throughout, again, you go out through different cultures. You're going to try to say, well, Mary, Mary made, that's made up. No, that's not made up. What happens is that they took something that didn't belong to them. They took a prophecy and tried to attribute it to themselves. That's why you go out through different cultures. You hear about, you know, they have their Messiah and that their Messiah was to this. That, and they, they, look, listen, the only Messiah is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No other right. Messiah. But because they knew the prophecy that there would be a Messiah that was to come, Satan, like always, tried to throw off prophecy. The same way he set up, look at this, this is amazing, St. James. The same way he will set up Jews in the land that are not the real Jews. Just to give you an example, just to have the world think that the Jews are back on their land, when the prophecy clearly tells you the Jews, the real Jews was going to go back into their land, which they have not gone back yet. To try to offset prophecy, he'll try to have fake Jews in the land of Israel. Let's just try to have that prophecy fulfilled. Same thing they do now, St. James, the same thing they was doing back then. Try to fulfill the prophecy of God and say they was the ones that accomplished that and fulfilled that prophecy. Give me a break. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh, so the why am I saying that? Because that title, Queen of Heaven, is the tribute to Mary. Mary is the Queen of Heaven that's going to be sitting on the right hand, on the right hand side of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the Kingdom of Heaven. 
Okay, so if you don't know that, again, come to this like Church of God and Jesus Christ, and you'll get the understanding in the scriptures. That's in the scriptures. So again, they was attributing this uh, uh, title to Samaramus. So let's read that verse again, please. Yeah, so this is Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 18. Excuse me, seven, 7 and verse 18. Seven, right. 7, 18. I apologize, sir. It says, The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven. To the who? To the queen of heaven. To the queen of heaven. To the queen of heaven. Amazing. Go ahead. And to pour out drink offerings unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Right. So what do they do? They actually provoke God to anger. Okay. Read verse 19. Because the same thing, the same thing they was doing back then. If you're part of God's children, you're provoking God to anger right now. Read verse 19. Do they provoke me to anger? So now question is, yeah, thank you. Say it to the Lord. So now that question is being posed to you. Who's out there that's celebrating mm. Mother's Day? Whose mother? Do you provoke God to anger <laughs> by worshiping this day? When God said you're supposed to honor your father and your mother every day and not a day that's set up by man through tradition that has a sinister meaning behind it and a cultic uh, uh, background to it. Do you provoke God to anger? Once you, again, why do we do this? Why do we teach this? Why do we establish this? Because once you know the truth, now, now you're going to be held accountable. Okay? Yeah, in your ignorance, God winked at. He winks at that. That's the scripture that God tells you. He winks in your ignorance. But now that you're being informed, now you're going to be held accountable. So if you continue to celebrate these things, you're going to be held accountable for that. You're going to provoke God to anger because the truth has been revealed to you. Let's go to another scripture. Um, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 44. And read verse 17. Yeah, and just um just real quick, uh Mr. Powers too, is even with even with all that, yeah. So I mean there's there's there definitely, you know, there could be some hard conversations that have to come up and say, nah, you just I mean, look, <laughs> either you we do it the way that God says it's supposed to be done, or that's it. Right. You you're supposed to honor your father and mother every single day. And when you explain that and you explain it accurately, say this is why I can't celebrate this. This is why I'm not going to acknowledge and just and, and and just try to win you over and show you how much I appreciate you one day out of the year. No, you know what? You know, I'm sorry for all of these things and I'm going to try and work on making it better to show you that I do appreciate you each and every day. And see if that doesn't, you know, help soften the blow for your mother. <laughs> 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 I mean, God is supposed to be first above all things. Yeah. So let's see what let's see what God says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter forty-four, and verse seventeen here. Yes, sir. And, and then we're going to establish why is this being done in America? Why is it being done throughout the whole world, especially in America? Go ahead. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth. To burn incense unto the queen of heaven. You see that? There goes that queen of heaven coming up. Who's that? That's Asterisk, Samaramus, Ishtar, the same person. Go ahead. And to pour out drink offerings unto her. And pour out and, drink offerings. Go ahead. As we have done. As we, we have done. So. Go ahead. And our fathers, our kings, and our princes in the cities of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. Read on. But then had we plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. Read verse 18. But since we left off to burn incense to the queen of heaven, 
and to pour out drink offerings unto her. We have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by famine. Yeah, so as a result, it was getting judged. <laughs> uh, verse 22. And so that the Lord could no longer bear because of the evil of your doings. You see, because of the what? The evil of your doings. Again, because they was following a tradition. St. James, a tradition, mm -hmm. because you're not going to find burning incense and baking cake and dough in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Where's that at? Where's that at as a commandment? You're not going to find that. But these are traditions that Israel was following, and God brought judgment upon these people, upon the children of Israel, excuse me, for following those traditions. Read it again, verse 22. So the Lord can no longer bear because of the evil of your doings. And because of the abominations which you have committed. Right. Therefore is your land a desolation and an astonishment and a curse without an inhabitant as it is this day. So because of that, they actually was being cursed. Now let's go to one more verse. Let's go to verse 25. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, Ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths. And fulfilled with your hand, saying, We will surely perform our vows that we have vowed. Yeah, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day. <laughs> I'm just going to give you an example. Just like they talked back then, the same way they're going to be talking today. Go ahead. To burn incense to the Queen of Heaven. Yeah, we're going, whose mother? Samaramus. Whose mother? That, that, <laughs> that, that, that phony Queen of Heaven. Go ahead. And to pour out drink offerings unto her. You will surely accomplish your vows and surely perform your vows. Verse 26. Therefore, hear ye the word of the Lord. All Judah dwelt in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, saith the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, The Lord God liveth. Verse 27, please, and we're going to finish off there. Behold, I will watch over them for evil and not for good. You see that? That's going to be the, that's the end result of you following the tradition and not following God. Read on. And all the men of Judah that are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by the famine until there be an end of them. And that's, what, that's what's going to happen to those that continue to follow the traditions of man and not of God. Let's go to uh, Matthew 15, verse 3. So, again, we're showing you that Mother's Day is not something that you can find in the Scriptures. The attributes to Mother's Day, whose mother goes back to the same person, the one that they call the Queen of Heaven, Astrith, Aster, okay, also known as Samaramus, the goddess of a thousand names. That is attributed to her. So, when you're following those things, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, you're following an ancient occultic custom that's attributed to a false ideology, a false God. And what's going to happen, just like it happened to the children of Israel back then, for keeping these customs, they was what? Punished. What's going to happen to you once you know the truth? <laughs> You're going to be punished. So you don't want that to happen to you. Because where's Thanksgiving at in the Bible? Where's Mother's Day? Where's Father's Day? Where's Columbus Day? You're not going to find that anywhere in the scriptures as a commandment from God to follow. But that's actually a tradition. Matthew 15, verse 3. Let's see what God says about traditions. But he answered and said unto them, 
Why do you also transgress the commandment of God? You see, you're transgressing the commandment of God. You're breaking the commandment of God. What's causing you to break the commandment of God? Read. By your tradition. Mm, you see that? By your traditions. What is Mother's Day? A tradition. Mother's Day, whose mother? Not your mother. Semiramis. A false idol. Okay, a tradition that's not set up by God. Read on. Verse 5. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift. By whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. Read on. And honor not his father or his mother. Right. He shall be free. Right. So again, he's showing you that these are traditions that was being kept. Why are you keeping the traditions of man and not the traditions of God? So now the question is, why is America keeping this tradition? Is it because of a woman named, um, um, they try to attribute it, St. James, to a woman named um, Jarvis, right? And she, she was pushing um, the, the uh, Congress to pass a law in honor of her mother because her mother set up a lot of things for women, a women's club. Give me a break. <laughs> I mean, really? And then Woodrow Wilson made it a, a national holiday in 1914. That's not why it's attributed to uh, all mothers in America. That, that's, a, that's a complete lie. And don't believe that. The reason why it was re-brought back as a national holiday in America is because America keeps all the ancient customs of ancient Egypt. I'm not ancient Egypt. Also Egypt as well, but um, ancient Babylon. And when I say ancient Babylon... I'm not referring to the Babylon during the time of uh, of Jeremiah. Because they was already keeping that customs. We go on, we talk about the traditions going all the way back to what we just spoke of, St. James, which was the time mm -hmm. of Babel. This right. is the real reason why America keeps these traditions. Every tradition, well, the majority of the traditions that you see being kept in America has its uh, uh, tradition in antiquities and could be found all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia in that area that's known as um, Babel, Iraq, all that area over there, Summers, the Sumerians and everything, during the time of Nimrod and Samaramus. And it all attributes back to them and the worshiping of them because America is known as Babylon the Great, which God is going to bring that great judgment on the planet Earth. St. James, anything you want to say on that? No, sir, you got it, sir. So again, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I said that. So no, and then right, I was I was just sitting there because I was listening as you were talking. I'm just listening. <clears throat> excuse me, just listening and looking still at Matthew 15 where we're at, and it's just, it's crazy. This is this is all part of the tradition that they were doing, and they still right. still try and do this today. Where they think it's it's going to be okay. It's okay how you treat your mother or father. Right. Uh, and but if as long as you give him a gift, then it's all good. And no, right, that, like right. no, nah, that's not the standard that God clearly is not the standard that God has set up right there. Where you went, we right. you just went through. So it's it's amazing, right? And then one of the things they was doing in ancient Greece, just to bring it up today to show you that it's a tradition in ancient Greece when they was um worshiping that that mother goddess Rhea um is bring her bring her the tradition in that day was to bring her flowers. What is one of the biggest traditions in Mother's Day? Flowers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up, uh, St. James. These are right. traditions that's being kept that's not 
set up by God. If it's not set up by God, St. James, it could only set up be set up by one other person. Even if the influence coming through man, who set up that man to set up that tradition? Satan. Right. It's and that's why, you know, we go through it and and as you're going through so uh beautifully thus far in the show, it's just like, look, you know, it comes back down to what does God say and what is his standard, right? As as we already covered and as you already said in Exodus 20, the standard is every single day. So every if you fall day. short, if you fall short one day, you're not upholding the standard that God has for honoring your father and your mother. So there's no way, in no way, shape, or form you can make up for all that on one day out of the year. This is impossible. That's right. That's right. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 3. I'd love to go there because it shows you that um Jeremiah, uh, a prophet that was around in Babylon. Not the ancient, ancient Babylon, but during the Babylon of his time. And those traditions were still being followed during his time. And he gave warning to the children of Israel because the children of Israel, again, through sinning against God, was put in captivity under the Babylonians. Okay. So during that time, Jeremiah warns the children of Israel not to follow those customs that was being followed during that time. So let's read about that. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 10 and read verse uh, one, let's start at verse one and read down to verse three, I believe. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. So again, the word of the Lord is to who's to the children of Israel. The whole Bible is about who? The children of Israel. Read on. And thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. See, very clear. Do not learn the ways of the heathens. What's going on with America? They are keeping the ways of the heathens, particularly the he the 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 heathens of ancient Babylon and those traditions. That's why we can see that like Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day. What's Father's Day all about? Let's bring that out. There's no need to make a class on that. Father's Day is dealing with Nimrod. Okay. You can find that in antiquities. This was set up to worship Nimrod. Mother's Day is set up to worship his wife slash mother, Samaramus. Asterisk. Like you read in the scriptures. All these things is attributed to these ideologies. Read it one more time. What, what did Jeremiah say? What did our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Because it said it came from him to Jeremiah to tell the children of Israel. What does he say? Read that verse again. Verse 2. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. Right. Again, dismayed at the signs of heaven because they was looking at the heavens and worshiping Nimrod. This is a tribute to Nimrod being the sun when he died. They said he became the sun and when the mother died, she became the moon different things of that nature they also said that an egg fell down from heaven and she was in that egg that's how she became known as ishtar easter different things of that nature this, this is complete utter madness st james but this is what people follow they follow this these pagan traditions this is what they follow so jeremiah is warning not to follow these traditions you know why because these traditions were very heavy back then okay so heavy that it made its way through every culture and was very heavy in Babylon. Jeremiah warning the people of God while they were in captivity not to follow the ways of the heathens. Do not lose your way and follow these ways, but follow God. We must worship thee. Read on. For the heathen are dismayed at them. Yeah, for the heathens are dismayed at them. I want to go to the Apocrypha. Let's go to the one in Baruch chapter 6, if I'm not mistaken. Because God warned us that these things would happen, St. James, right? He warned us that while we were going to be in another land, 
okay, that the influence of the other nations will be in there and for us not to follow these traditions. So let's go to the book of Baruch. And yep. if I'm mistaken, I think it's six one, six and one and two. Uh yes, sir. Down to three. Okay, so let's read that, please. Again, this is in the uh, Apocrypha, which is was 14 books. It was taken out of the original King James Version of the Holy Bible, but absolutely is the unadulterated word of God. Baruch chapter 6 and verse 1. Thank you, St. James, because I actually have, <laughs> I'm looking at my Bible. My Bible has it already, so I didn't even think to bring it out, but I'm glad that you brought it out. Um, yes. there's, still, there's still Bibles that have it that you can still get it. Again, this is all prophecy in the word of God that it will actually happen. But you mm -hmm. still see that God has still kept his word intact. But he also fulfilled prophecy. <laughs> Only God can do that, St. James. Only God. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's read that, please. Because of the sins which ye have committed before God, ye should be led away captives into Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar. So we were just reading about that. So this, we're talking about what happened to the children of Israel when they went to Babylon. And in Babylon, there was a mighty prophet named Jeremiah. And when we read Jeremiah the 10th chapter, you see that he's warning the children of Israel not to follow the ways of the heathens, especially during the captivity that they was going to be in. And we know that the word of God transcends time, and he's warning us again in this time. But we're also looking at what was going to be taking place with the children of Israel before they got into Babylon. Because they sinned, God is going to bring them in under the, the hands of the Babylonians and was going to punish them. So let's read that again, please. Verse 1, because of the sins which ye have committed before God, ye should be led away captives into Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar, king of the Babylonians. Right, so this is the result of not keeping the word of God, not keeping his commandments. Read on. So when ye be come into Babylon. Right, so when, I, when you come into Babylon, this is what Jeremiah was saying. When you come into Babylon, read on. Ye shall remain there many years. Right. And for a long season. Namely, seven generations. So that's something that's always good to clear out. This is not what Jeremiah was speaking about, but of the next verse, he's going to speak about same, similar things that Jeremiah was warning the children of Israel about. But in verse 3, when they came into Babylon, God actually set a dispensational time in which the children of Israel was going to be punished. Why is that very important? Because we're here in America, in Babylon the Great, in captivity, and God has also set a dispensational time in which the children of Israel was going to be in captivity. So and the word of God reapplies and, and shows you that God is working every day. Um, mm -hmm. You see, going off a topic a little bit, but uh, it's very clear. I want to make this very clear that let everybody know that we do know what's going on. When you see this pandemic that 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 you see being happening, being set up, don't think, St. James, that this is not by design. Don't think that this is just a coincidence that you see this happening. This is all by design and is leading to a bigger plan that's being set up by the rulers of darkness. And while they're establishing their plan, God has his plan being established, St. James, which they have no idea that God is working. God is working. Satan is working. God is working. So I knew I threw that out there, but, you know, eventually we're going to work our way back around to that. So. Um, again, if you want to learn more about that, you have to come to the Israelite Church of God and Jesus Christ so you can get the full gist of what's going on in the time that we're living in. We're living in some extremely wicked, evil time. And this is why we're out here teaching, because you have to wake up. So, St. James, you want to say anything on that? No, I think you, you, you know, sir. No, you, yes, sir. Now you covered it. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. 
<laughs> so then let's let's read verse verse three one more time, please. And so when you become unto Babylon, you shall remain there many years and for a long season, namely seven generations. And after that, I will bring you away peaceably from thence. Right, you see that? So that's prophecy that they will be um, in captivity for a certain period of time. Then after that, God was going to deliver them. Reverse 4. What did God say when they were in Babylon? What's going to be happening? Reverse 4. Now shall ye see in Babylon gods of silver and of gold and of wood, borne upon shoulders. Right. Which, Go ahead. Which caused the nations to fear. Right. Verse 5. Mm -hmm. Beware, therefore, that ye in no wise be like to strangers. Right. Neither be ye afraid of them when you see the multitude before them and behind them right. worshiping them. Right, exactly what Jeremiah was warning them about. Follow not the ways of the heathens because they will be dismayed at the signs of heaven, worship different idols, ideology, different gods, all these things. And there was gods being worshipped all over in Babylon. And that, that's something that's here being done here in America. When you have the freedom of religion, you can worship. They have the church of Satan, St. James. You can worship whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And if they try right. to come up against you, they'll take you to court. I mean, this is what's going on here in America. This is how you know America is also known as Babylon the Great in the scriptures because it has the same attributes and characteristics as ancient Babylon. So God is saying, when you see these things happening, don't be afraid of them, don't follow them. But what must we do? Read on. But say in your hearts, O right. Lord, we must worship thee. This is what we're trying to tell you. When you see these things happening, once we reveal to you that these traditions is ancient traditions that's going back all the way to ancient Babylon, don't fear that. But say in yourself, O Lord, we must worship thee, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We must worship thee, the true and living God. So now what does God want you to do once that you understand the truth that's being revealed to you? Let, let's show you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. And we're starting to end this up here. So again, Mother's Day. Whose mother? Not your mother. Samaramus, Astrith, the goddess of a thousand names. This ancient idol which is no god that's who you're really worshiping and paying homage to okay tradition that was set up by man with a sinister plot leading you to worshiping satan now that you know the truth about uh, uh mother's day when you're really supposed to be honoring your mother like the scripture says all the days of your life are you gonna are you gonna continue to follow in these traditions or are you gonna say oh lord we must worship thee Second Corinthians chapter six verse seventeen. Wherefore come out from among them. Well, what did God say? Wherefore come out from among them. Yeah, you gotta you gotta come out from them. What's the them? That's the that's Babylon the Great. That's the things that you see happening. That's the traditions. That's the worshiping of saint. The things that everybody's doing that's not attributed to the true and living God, Jesus Christ. You need to come out of that. Read on. And be ye separate. Right, separate yourselves from the evil, separate yourselves from the wickedness, separate yourselves from the ideologies, from the traditions of this world that's not in is not following God, but in actuality worshiping Satan. Is that it on that? No, sir. Read on. Saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Right. So again, so God is telling you to touch not the unclean. All these things you're doing is unclean. Yeah, everything that you're doing is unclean. 
um, even things that you're doing, um, um, fornication, different things like that all that's dealing with uncleanness. Okay, what is God? God represents clean purity. You know, things done in righteousness. God said, if you get away from all those things, He's gonna receive you. Okay, just like it said in in, in Baruch the sixth chapter, you see these things, you say, Oh Lord, we must worship Thee, and we're showing you that these things is wrong and that it's against God. So you must say, we must worship the true and living God, Jesus Christ. Where is he being worshipped at? In only one place on the planet Earth, the Israelite Church of God and Jesus Christ. is where the worshipping of our of the true living God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, is being done at. Um, Revelations 18, verse 4. St. James, you're more than welcome to come in. Yes, sir. I'm going to read it. I know we press for time right now. I'm trying to come in at the end as well. Okay. Revelations 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. So now this is America. We specifically addressing it to America because America is known as Babylon the Great, like we mentioned. So there's another voice that came out from heaven. This is an angelic force coming and saying to the children of God, come out of her, my people. Come out of the ways of America. Come out of the wickedness. Come out of, come out of worshiping those traditions that's actually worshiping Satan and not God. Read on. That you be not partakers of her sins. Yes, she's full of sins. Everything that she's doing is sin. So again, if these traditions within the tradition of God, why is God saying that everything that's being done in this particular place is against God? It's a sin. That you be not partakers of her sins. Read on. And that you receive not of her plagues. Because God is plaguing, it's going gonna, gonna to plague America and eventually destroy America. So that if you don't come out of her ways and come to the way of God, which is the right way, not your way, not America's way, that way is going to lead to death. But God's way, that you won't receive of the plagues that's coming. Read verse 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven. And God hath remembered her iniquities. You see, God hath remembered her sins, and God's going to pay her back. So everything that America has done, from captivity to setting up abortion clinics to eugenics, um, um, to to legalizing certain drugs, all those things to, to put certain things in the food to have the children of Israel uh, eat certain things that they're not supposed to. All that is done by design to keep the children of Israel in sin, and to to say it's okay to. To uh to have same sex marriage, all these things that's being done is against God, and her sins have reached unto heaven, and God is going to bring judgment. If you're following the ways of America, and you follow the traditions of America, then you're going to get caught up in those judgments. Saint James, anything you want to say on that? Yes, sir. Yes, Miss Powers, because everything, everything ultimately, again, uh, we we started from the very jump in the intro to the show. Everything has to come back to what is God's position on this. That's right. So before we look at, oh, can I do this? Can I not do that? Before we get all caught up in the thoughts of your heart and emotions and all the things that get get brought up into it. No, you got to look at, all right, well, what do the facts say? What does God actually say about this? And it's crystal clear once you look at it, even if everything else so far that you heard today earlier is just too much and like you're just not that much of a historian and it just like some of that stuff was just kind of going over your head um you know is there is there for the people who get into it like that um the only message you need to really focus on and look at is what did god say honor your father and mother every day there's no way you can get around it no way whatsoever you can get around it and by saying no just one day is going to be good when you know according to the word of god it says every single day that's right
Very well said. Let's go to First John chapter 1, verse 9. Let's see what God says. He wants you to come out of her. He wants you to uh, right your wrongs, and he will receive you. First John chapter 1, read verse 9. If, if we confess our sins. Yeah, if you confess your sins to God, because what you've been doing is you've been committing sin against God. Whether it was willingly or through ignorance, you were still committing sin against God. But what did God say? That if we confess our sins, read, read on. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Yeah, he's faithful to forgive you of your sins. All you have to do is acknowledge your wrong. Acknowledge you was doing that that was wrong and stop doing those things. Stop following those traditions and come to the truth where the truth is told so you could learn the way of salvation. Read on. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness so you could become righteous. If he that doeth righteousness, like it says in First John um, 3, 3 and 7, he says, He that doeth righteousness is righteous. So from there... Let's go to Acts chapter 3, verse 19, and we have one more scripture after that, and we're done. Acts chapter yes, 3, verse 19. Yes, sir. Two more scriptures after this, sorry. Acts 3, 19. Repent ye therefore, and be converted. And that's, that's the main thing that we're doing here. We're out here to make sure you have the opportunity, St. James, to repent from your wrong. Because what you've been doing all this time is not following God, not following the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, not worshiping Him, following traditions of man. But if you repent, read it again. Repent ye therefore and be converted. Yeah, and you convert back into being who you are, which is an Israelite, a children of God. One of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Read on. That your sins may be blotted out. Right. Your sins will be blotted out because God only gives repentance or he only gives the children of Israel the opportunity to repent, as it says in the book of Acts, the fifth chapter. So once you come back as Israelite, God gives you that opportunity to repent so he can blot out your sins. Read on. When the times are refreshing, shall come from the presence of the Lord. Yeah, when, when the time comes from God to make that second coming and make his appearance, then he has forgiven you for all your sins. You, you did what you would do. You did what was right. You came into the truth, which we already have people listening to the show that have come in. Praise God for that. We're going to have more coming in. Um, Give you that opportunity to be able to repent and come back to God. Is that it on that? Yes, sir. All right. So um, let's go to a couple more. Luke 13, verse 3. Very important that you understand these things that you have to repent. Stop doing that wrong because that's those traditions are not about God, it's about Satan, and you have to come out of her and come back to where the truth is being told, which is the Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ. Revelation 13, verse 3. Uh, Luke 13, verse 3. I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. So we're letting you know that you have to confess your sins, you have to right your wrongs, you have to come into the truth. Part of that is being repentful for the wrong that you did. If you don't repent, and you don't make your way back, then you're going to perish. That's just the truth. That is just 100% the bottom line. If you don't come back and you stop doing what you're doing and you don't repent, then eventually what's going to happen is you're going to perish. Um, when is that going to happen? That's going to happen very soon. Why? Because Christ said this. Revelations chapter, this is my last scripture here, Revelations chapter 22 and verse 12. 
Yes, sir, Mr. Powers. And while we get that too, I mean, because the repentance, the process of repentance, it, it goes into a lot. But right. the main thing and the main understanding is what is making sure that you first acknowledge, right? You first have to acknowledge you did something wrong, you know, to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then what do you do? You stop doing it. You don't just kind of right. keep going back. You gotta you gotta acknowledge it. And that acknowledgement is supposed to uh it's, it's supposed to be sincere. It's a sincere apology because of of what you have done against our Lord, King, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. And this is exactly, thank you. Well, beautifully well said, uh, St. James, because we're trying to show the audience out there, the listening audience, that um, the reason why we expose these lies is because we're trying to show you, hey, <laughs> wake up. What you're doing is wrong. It's against God. You're worshiping Satan. When you acknowledge that, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was doing these things. And what I was doing was against God. You're going to be repentful and you're going to have that opportunity to come back to God and repent and acknowledge your wrong and stop doing it. But I'm glad you mentioned that, um, St. James, because um, um, I'm just briefing this. There's actually going to be a class that we're going to do on that, which is titled The Road to Salvation. Um, St. James, I think that you're going to be doing that class, which is going to be coming up. I think the next segment that we have. It's going to be Lord, yes, Lord, sir. Lord willing, of course, Lord willing, the class is going to be titled The Road to Salvation. And when we address this as a whole class, how? Because everything that we're doing is eventually leading you to, to we, we're providing that pathway, um, St. James, if we could say it that way, that mm -hmm. pathway to lead you into that road of salvation. We're establishing the lies, we're, we're demolishing the lies that's being followed out there and showing you where the true light is at, where the truth is at. Make your way mm -hmm. to that light, which is the Israelite Church of God of Jesus Christ, so you can understand the road to salvation and make it into everlasting life. Yes, sir, Miss. I'll tell you that uh, that actually was a, is a very is a very good way of describing it as a, as a pathway, right? Because we know at the end of the pathway, there's a straight gate. There's only one way to get into it. That's right. And then our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ also speaks about a path where 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 it's so skinny that Thank two you. people Thank can't you. even fit on it. Right, it's right. a and, path. <laughs> and there's water on one side and right. fire on the other. Amazing. We were thinking, right? That's how you know, right? There, scriptures tell you that. Um, amazing. So again, the road to salvation that's going to be coming up, Lord's willing, in our next segment of Missions of the Bible. So why is it important that you need to repent and that the time is now? Christ said this, Revelations 22 and verse 12, St. James. And behold, I come quickly. Stop. Read it one more time. And behold, I come quickly. Christ said out of his own mouth, behold, I come quickly. This was said over 2,000 years ago that he said, I come quickly. This is 2,000 years plus later. Prophecies is being fulfilled, St. James, off the hook. Prophecy mm -hmm. after prophecy after prophecy is coming to pass. The time that we're living in, the pandemic, everything you see happening right now is prophecy being fulfilled. If you think he was coming quickly over 2,000 years ago, how close are we right now, St. James, to the second coming, the second debut of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's coming to deliver us out of the hands of our enemies? And if you're I, not doing... I'm sorry, go ahead, St. James. No, sorry, I'm sorry, because then you said it well, because it's like... Yeah, two thousand years may seem like a lot in our time, but you know, right. in the Lord's time, it's only two days. Oh, now we we in the third day, man. That's, that's it. right. That's right. That's right. So if that was, <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I, I get excited when I get into this topic because God is coming quickly. <laughs> so this is why you have to repent. Because when Christ comes back and you have not repented, you haven't come back as an Israelite. Because we know certain people are going to come back. But we're talking about the chosen ones. It's time for you to wake up. Come in. Um, If you don't come back, you're going to be in serious trouble. So read verse 12 again, please. And because behold. Once, I'm sorry. Let me just say this. Because when Christ comes back, what is he coming to do when he comes back? Besides deliver us. From the hands of our enemies, he's also coming to do this. Verse 12, read. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. Right. Excuse, so excuse me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read that again because I messed okay. up that, that last one word, and it totally changed the whole verse. It says, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Right, so if your works is continuing to be evil, you're gonna get what you deserve. Let's 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 read verse eleven real quick. Read verse eleven. Let me show you this. Read verse eleven. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. Yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna be unjust, be unjust still, because God tells you that you're gonna get your reward. Read on. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. Right. Continue to be wickedness, be evil, because you're gonna receive your reward. Read on. And he that is righteous. Let him be righteous still. What's the point? We read earlier that God, if you repent and you confess your sins, then God would unclean you of unrighteousness and give you the path to righteousness so that you could remain righteous, continue to be righteous. So when he shows up, he will reward you, St. James, for that righteousness. That's he right. that is righteous, yes, let him be righteous still. Read on. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Read on. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Right. So with that, this is going to end this segment of Ministries of the Bible. You have to come back, repent, confess your sins, so you could be righteous, be righteous still, so God can reward you back for his righteousness. He's coming back quickly. The time is now. You need to wake up. This was another segment of Ministries of the Bible titled Mother's Day. Whose mother? Not your mother, Severinus. Okay, an ancient occultic worship. That's what Mother's Day is about. It has nothing to do with God. You have to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and follow all the commandments that's written. If not, then you're not following God. You're following Satan. So with that, I say our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming quickly. The time is now. St. James, anything you want to say before we end this off? No, thank God again, Almighty, for the opportunity and for allowing the message to come out. And we look forward to the next episode. And of course, all praise and glory for our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, for sending us the Holy God, and comfort, Holy Apostle, and Chief High Priest, Tazadakia. Because again, without his expertise and his teaching, that knowledge that was given to him, revealed by the Holy Spirit, none of this would be possible. That's that's right. And that's the best way to end it. So with that, we say this has been another electrifying segment of Mysteries of the Bible. Where the truth is told, and with that, we say good night. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. I want you to understand it. it's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. mystery. It is given unto you. Read on to know the mystery. Mystery, even a mystery. Hit from ages through history. Generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, the nation. Victory. You're listening to listening to mysteries of the Bible. Now, since mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal 
was to establish truth according to God.